I think we are live. And here I am sitting like I'm waiting on a dong for something to happen. Welcome to Let's Humanize the Workplace. Today is a continuation of the previous conversation that we had regarding self-development. My name is Vivian Aqua and I call myself the Inclusive Workplace Wellness and uh, Advocate. Um, it has been a long day. I'm almost ready for a holiday, but until then, I am doing this conversation because it's needed. Why? When I started my career, let's say that I did not have the tools that I have access to now, and also knowing that so many of us would love to learn from each other, why not have a conversation about self-development? So today I have five amazing guest speakers from all over the world. Well, let's say four of them are from are based in the Netherlands. So I, I really looked hard. I really looked hard. And the other person, one of them is based in the US, but know that it's all about diversity and it's all about inclusion. So let's start the conversation and let me introduce the guest speakers of today. Be you're welcome to join in the conversation, share your tips or share questions that you might have. I am open to any questions that you might have because it's about how can we humanize the workplace together. So Piero, Piero is a person who works with leaders who want to start their sustainability journey, creating a positive impact around them. Planet, society, people, faith is a coach. And she is also a leader for Compassionate Leaders of Tomorrow. Rabia is a behavioral change coach who supports individuals in their personal development and mental and emotional well-being. Ivy is a coach and who empowers people to have a fulfilling career and life. And Danielle is a workplace futurist who fosters an elevated consciousness around the intersection of identity, culture, and workplace. Do, do I have bingo right now? <laughs> welcome, everybody. I can see also Rochelle joining in as well. So welcome, Rochelle, as well. And I want to start with uh, Piero. Um, can you share why do we need to humanize the workplace? What's your take on that? <laughs> I will go even beyond that. Uh, mm -hmm. Vivian, I think it's not the workplace, but the working relation, especially today after the COVID and all this remote environment, I think it's time that we humanize every single aspect of our working relationships. Um, otherwise, we just limit it to a physical space or online space, so it should be everywhere. And I think put, putting people first in the center is not only a nice things to do. I think it's the right things to do um, mm -hmm. because then we elevate the, our humanity and then we embrace diversity, but empathy, but the skills of the people. So I think when we start looking to the human being of each person and not the number or the productivity, then the dynamic change completely. So for me, that's a right things to do and a must things to do. A right thing to do and a must thing to do. And then I'm handing the mic over to Rabia. What's your take on it? We need to humanize the workplace because we are human. Mm -hmm. And as such, we think, we feel, we act, we respond mm. to the ever-changing world around us, like Piero mentioned, the pandemic, who's, who yeah. saw it coming. And uh, having an environment that is safe, that is inclusive, that is supportive, then helps us flourish, develop to the best of our potential and thrive instead of just survive. And when you ask me this, it makes me think of a, can I share a small story, a short story? Yeah, short story. It reminds me of the first part-time job I had when I came to the Netherlands. My youngest started going to school. I had a bit of time and I thought, okay, a part-time job. I thought I had it all under control. I dropped the kids at school, picked them up, work in the time they're away. And then... Life happens, and my mother was diagnosed with terminally, you know, terminal cancer mm. and came to stay with me, and I had to take care of her. It was not part of the plan, and I thought, what do I do now? Shall I quit my job? Will I be able to juggle everything, including, you know, medical appointments, etc.? So I went to my boss, and I shared that with my boss, and he was very supportive, very understanding. Uh, at the end of the day, I didn't... You know, I managed to do everything, but having that support from the workplace meant that emotionally, mentally, I was 
you know, relaxed in a, in a place where I felt I could do everything because I had the backness of my, uh, of my employer. You're mentioning, something. You're mentioning something that is very impactful. And I have a small human coming by for those of you who know, who know who I'm talking about. This is my son. <laughs> it's his time to sleep. <laughs> As he's getting older, he doesn't want to stay here anymore, but at least I'm hugging him goodbye. So um, uh, this is very impactful because the majority of the time, sometimes we fear if we open ourselves up and share the challenges that we face, we might receive backlash, but you never know how people react. And the way that you shared something right now is the way that companies or managers or those, your coworkers should react, should be um empathic should be supportive should realize that we are not robots we have a heart and life happens life yeah. challenges us in a huge way definitely this pandemic where you know remember two years or three years ago that we were all laughing at the bbc reporter right yeah it was a prelude to where we are going right it was a a prophecy maybe i don't know it was a prophecy into where we are heading and now we are laughing about it but at the time we were so shocked that we were telling people that it was a nanny or it was somebody else who was taking care of the kids not realizing that it was his partner but i'm sidetracking thank you for sharing your story and i'm curious ivy what's your take on humanizing the workplace well thanks i think it comes back to three words, back to human. And I think we've mm. just mentioned that the pandemic has um, uh, has a allowed the employers to let employees bring their whole life uh, to work. And uh, I hear also more and more people are talking about having a career that fits into their life, uh, not just like a oh, life and career. And on the other side, I think the, the the workplace nowadays is more diverse, mobile, mm -hmm. and yeah. take enabled than ever. We are now working in a, in a place like uh, decades ago in the production line, the factory, and uh, where we treat human as human resources. We yeah. have shifted the word human resources to people. Like you've checked all these uh, new titles, vacancies, it's about people. And it's not only about the HR leaders who would love to focus on people again. It's an agenda for the leadership team to, to deal with this. And yeah, so I think there's a need to treat or to address human resources in a more sustainable way, like how yeah. we are talking about, right? Sustainability, and there is a sustainable way to treat people as a whole, as a person. And I just think that pandemic has accelerated this, this trend or this situation. So that's my take. I noticed a while ago that somebody um, shared that HR needs a rebranding. Instead of saying human resources, it should be human relations, where it's about the relationship that you are creating and also supporting the relationships, the professional relationships at the workplace where people can be in a, in a place where they are open and, and willing and also vulnerable enough to share, bring out their best selves. That's it. Thank you. Faith. Yeah, viewing on what all of you have shared, like we spend one third of our lives at the mm -hmm. work and the habits we form in the workplace will naturally find its way into our personal lives and the choices we make. In my personal experience and in the professionals that I coach, a lot of us have actually learned to deny our own needs and to live in fear. So just imagine what becomes possible when you show up as yourself, as a whole person at the workplace, being in an environment where you are welcome to express yourself, you are acknowledged and you receive the support you need in order to thrive in different stages of your life. And I truly believe there will be this ripple effect and not only will we see an improvement in our collective performance, but also in the way we treat and care for our environment. So my invitation is that, you know, we are all a voice of this system. And if we stand for what we believe and we role model it, we can make that change. Um, and yeah, there's just so much more that we can do to humanize the workplace. 
I love that. The part where you shared that when we can role model, you know, our walking the talk part, that's amazing. And also realize, you know, there's a reason why the great reshuffle or the great resignation or the great whatever is happening where people have a come to a great realization that if I am not being honored in the workplace and not being valued in the workplace, hmm, let's see how many opportunities are out there, especially now that you can work in Amsterdam and be remotely elsewhere. I have traveled all over the world with the training that I do. I am in Australia or one day I am in the US or the other day I am in Ghana. One day I will travel to all these different places, but for now to be able to touch so many hearts worldwide, that's something that I could have never imagined 10 years ago. So I'm grateful that the pandemic in a way happened. That's the good side of the pandemic. The other thing is that it's taking too long. It's taking too long. But I'm handing the mic over to Danielle. Thank you, Vivian. Um, I agree with it taking too long. I also think that this process is going to be, it's going to be a long time of shifting. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen in, you know, two years. It's not going to happen yeah. in five. I think it's a, it's a really it's a long-term thing. And I'm happy that there are so many people who understand the value of humanizing work. You know, going back to what Faith said, um, which I think built beautifully on what everyone else here said, mm -hmm. is we had this opportunity during the pandemic to really tune in and to try out remote work. And while it was a different kind of remote work because it was forced, I think what it did was it opened everyone's eyes and minds to possibility. Yeah. Removing the M from impossible, right? And I think that it is our personal duties, all of us, right, to take advantage of the time that we've had and to listen and tune in to how we felt working from home, how we felt not going to the office and facing microaggressions on our way to, mm. to work, right? Yeah. And listening to other people's experiences of that. And I did a DEI training while it was during the pandemic. And so I understand, right? It's, it's more than just talking, it's walking the talk, as Faith said. Yeah. And I'll say this, you know, finally, is that I'm a believer that every single person on this earth has something special and unique to contribute to the world. And I think we're doing ourselves and others a disservice if we don't tune into that and if we don't show up, right? And if we don't make it safe for others to show up by showing up ourselves. And I've always said that the position of leaders and, and really what leadership is, is it's 5149. So the leader has to be the one to show up and say, hey, look, this is who I am. I have pink and, and purple hair and I am my truest self. And <laughs> who are you talking about? I don't know. Years, <laughs> who knows, or two months. But you know, you're and yeah, I think it's it's really it's it's the it's the the onus and what it means to be a leader. Yeah. Is different today. Yeah. I want to touch upon two things. And that is, first of all, I remember the day that people were telling me when I was an employee, people were telling me, it's impossible to work from home. What are you doing? Are you not being distracted? How will I know that you are working? Right. So in the beginning of the pandemic, there were unfortunately companies that were monitoring people if they were working. And as you can see now, nobody now has the opportunity to share remote working. It's not working Un unless you are, you know, you have to be in a physical space where the job is about serving people or catering people or being there present. There is no excuse anymore to not offer remote working. And if you're not, if your company is not offering that or your team is not offering that, guess what? Your competitor, your neighbor, your co 
co-worker or con-colleague, they might be offering and maybe some more better benefits as well. And I agree to an extent with what you are sharing regarding leaders, but I also want to inspire and activate self-leadership. We don't have to wait upon somebody else to say that we have to do things. What can you do yourself? What action can you take yourself to walk the talk? We don't have to wait upon the big the, the big companies or the management or C-level suite say, it's time that we embrace DEI. It's time that we humanize the workplace. What can you do to make the workplace a little bit more human? Yeah. Is it allowed to, for my, my, my son to come in at the back end saying goodbye to his mom? Because otherwise I would not have a moment with him to uh, say goodbye. And then I would not have spent any time with him in this evening, right? So what's normal and what's not? Vivian, one, one thing for me is very yeah. important is um, if we go back to the first lockdown, wherever we were mm. in the world, yeah. what we wrote at that moment, what yeah. we were thinking, yeah, we have forgotten many of these in the, because it's too long the pandemic. But when people, I always try to say, okay, go back. Our exchange of messages or whatever you have, and then you're like, wow, that's the pure gold that we should not forget because it was the really the first moment that impact our life like shock. Mm -hmm. We need to recover that yeah. one because there is a lot of wisdom, a lot of new initiative, a lot of you know human touch we were thinking we are coming stronger we are somehow this get to the time forgotten we need to go back yeah. to that yeah it's good to reflect from time to time and also to know where you started so i definitely agree we have touched upon self-development because that's what we at least that's what you signed up for right i assume that that's what you want to talk about so let's start with ravia um what do you have to share regarding self-development? What's the one thing that people need to know when they started their career? I'm happy to hear what uh, everyone was bringing because it really ties with the thoughts I have. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of a workplace, it's made of a group of individuals. Mm -hmm. So really, work wellness starts with individual wellness. And then uh, Danielle was sort of talking about... Uh, you know, daring to show up as ourselves. So what I would say from my personal experience, you know, around self-development and from working with clients, the most important thing we can do is to take care of our mental and emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. Because when we take care of our emotional and mental well-being, we develop self-awareness. Yeah. We, be we begin to know who we are at the core, how we have become the way we have become. You know, what are our unconscious biases, if you have any? What are the generational inherited beliefs that we carry into the workspace now? And is there anything we need to reflect on, change, or maybe it's working and we keep it? Yeah. So that is so important in our journey of self-development, to start with ourselves and know ourselves, develop a positive relationship with ourselves, because it's at the basis of the relationships we develop with others. So that's my tip. Invest in your emotional and mental well-being. Yeah. And another thing that I have to add, because one thing that maybe some of you know through my posting and maybe some of you don't know, I'm currently doing a coach training and I know what Rari is talking about. I know what Piera is talking about. Faith is talking about Ivy because they are all coaches. And one thing that I really love or there are a hundred things that I love about what I'm doing right now to become a coach is that sometimes you need a support system. Like, uh, I hate to say it. I hate to talk about it. Uh, I think that somebody's going to jump, but I have to bring up Formula One. When you look up to all the, the, the guys that all the men that are racing, who's behind them? Who's in their ear? Who is guiding them? Who is supporting them? Who's being a cheerleader? Who's asking the questions for them to be able to challenge themselves? Yeah. And put yourself in their shoes. What if you want to be the best Formula One? And I'm not going to name his name because I don't... I thought somebody was robbed the last year, but I'm not going to get into that. 
when you want to become the best of the best and bring out your best self, you need a support system. You need somebody who's able to hold up the mirror and guide you, ask you questions that make you reflect and also make you create your own answers. Yeah, absolutely. Ivy. Hi, I love this list. What you've just shared about self-development and self-leadership and also the relationship that we should have or develop with ourselves. Because mm-hmm. um, as I think Vivian just shared that we don't need to wait for um, for permission to lead our life, to, to develop our own way. And that is only possible when we have a clear, for example, self-awareness, knowing where we are going, what's your goal. And so for people who are listening into this episode, I would really encourage everyone to take the ownership and take the initiative mm-hmm. about what you want to go. And, and, and after that, of course, then we can find the support system. So that's uh, beyond just coaches, people who, your colleagues, I think nowadays in the workplace, you also have mentors, sponsors, they are all yeah. different roles. And we don't need to have that formal title to ask for help for open feedback. And, but the beginning is actually to take that ownership because there are so many resources. I think in the previous episodes, we uh, shared about online learning resources on yeah. demand. They are there everywhere, anytime as you wish. But it's only possible and valuable when you know where you're going to because otherwise yeah. we are just overwhelmed with all this information. And so that's something that I really, um, yeah, that's something else I learned uh, in the past. Also, I, what I see from my, um, uh, the, the people that I'm trying to empowering, or I am empowering. And, and that is really the, the huge difference about taking that ownership, be the leader of yourself, and then know where you're going and the world will be there to help you. So one more thing to share is about being creative. So there are like, Nowadays, because of technology, so uh, the, the self-development track can be so tailored. So uh, your leaders or uh, the people department can be there to help you. And But that's only possible when you, we can communicate, okay, this is what I need, taking my uh, Dutch learning courses, uh, as example. At some point, what I need is not the typical B2 courses or B1 courses. I need the speech coach. I need to mm-hmm. present in front of uh, uh, the C-suite in a way, in Dutch, and I need different. Uh, I need a different training. I need to train my um, pronunciations in Dutch. I pronounce Dutch in an English way, totally wrong. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> well, so you don't want to hear the Dutch pronunciation of English words. <laughs> That's also hurtful and painful. <laughs> yeah, so to make people understand my message. So that mm. is something what I needed at that moment. And that was mm. not there, of course, for everyone in the company. Yeah. So we need to approach to, to people who could help us and be open to feedback. I, I know that after meetings, people will say, I mean, you're just literally reading the, the PowerPoints, like the, the words on the PowerPoints. So, oh, I made the biggest mistake I could make because I'm learning Dutch. So I'm trying to do this. But I know this is a big mistake that a consultant can make, just read the words on the PowerPoint. So that I know, okay, thank you for your feedback. I think it's now time for me to, yeah, put some uh, effort on this. So yeah. that's my personal experience and something I want to share. Thank you. I I really like what you shared as well. And also sometimes, um, sometimes things happen where somebody whispers in our ear and that somebody you can fill in who that some, somebody or something is. Sometimes you get a tap on the shoulder, but sometimes you also get a hard knock on your face and you're basically crashing, right? When we put it in formula, I'm going to hate myself and my partner is going to smile. I know someone, I have been, I wouldn't say hating, but I there are some people in my inner circle that really want me to be one of them, be one of the Formula One groupies. And I am noticing that I'm using Formula One as an analogy in this conversation, which I am, I'm mumbling. But anyway, what I was trying to say was sometimes a crash happens and based upon a crash, you need to find your your support system, your coach or your mentor or your sponsor or whoever that is to live your authentic life. 
to be your authentic self because there's a reason why you got that slap in the face or somebody is knocking on your shoulder or maybe somebody's whispering something in your ear. Listen to your gut and see how this conversation is going to help you to amplify your self-development as well. So thank you. Faith. Uh, yes, Danielle. I, I would just love to add my um, like some color here because mm -hmm. you're speaking directly to my soul and what mm -hmm. led me here today. Like my mm -hmm. origin story is really that I graduated college during the pandemic. Mm. And when that happened, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was studying, you know, my last semester at USC, it was fun. It was, I was looking forward to all the senior things that I would get mm -hmm. to do and which I watched both my siblings do actually. So it was even yeah. more painful. And I was working an internship and that boss ended up being, you know, I worked for her through the summer and she ended up being really emotionally abusive oh. and like like put yourself in my in my skin for a second like it's like mm -hmm. I graduate my college experience gets cut short I don't have a graduation I am working an internship where I'm just being beaten every day <laughs> emotionally um, I'm living back at home with my parents family life was tough and I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do for a living. On top of that, the same boss said, you know, I got your back. Don't worry about it. I'm going to help you get a job if I can't offer you one all the while dangling the carrot of I'm going to give you a job. And here I am. I know that I'm destined for greatness and I'm so frustrated because I have almost no mentors in my life. Yeah. And the one woman I put so much faith in has now turned on me. Yeah. And I felt so alone and so confused and so frustrated. I started just picking up the phone and calling my family friends, my, my parents' friends, just anyone who I knew who was older who could provide me some insight as to what the heck I should do next. And that turned into two years later, I have built an immense network full of people who are dying to see me thrive and succeed mm. all through the internet, yeah. all through LinkedIn, all yeah. through putting myself out there and going to in-person events when I could and going on Clubhouse and sharing my, my message. And my you story. put yourself out there. That's also another thing that you allowed yourself to put yourself in a vulnerable space where you're asking for help and advice, and I which isn't always easy to ask totally. as well. And it goes back exactly to what you were saying earlier, which is that when it's either that you, you know, take initiative yeah. or you have something knock you down yeah, and you get yeah. right back up and you say, what can I do in the face of hardship? Yeah. That will truly show who I am. And yeah. today, you know, this is, I mean, I feel very aligned. And I, I think I've always been a fan of, you know, because not everyone faces adversity early in their career. Mm -hmm. Not everyone does. And I think that a lot of people my age are struggling because they're stagnant, because they've yeah graduated into this mess and they've been remote for two years and they're feeling yeah. detached and they're feeling, feeling like, Oh, well, what, what am I supposed to do now? Like, what was all this for? Because we were set down a path where it's like, unless you stop to think, you know, it's not how we're trained or we're taught. Yeah. So I think that like what I'm looking for from leaders and humanizing work and from people who are older, right. Just like, reaching out to mentor us. And I was on a panel a few weeks ago. It was, it just blew my mind because there was this one woman, she's a Gen Xer and she was saying that she works in healthcare. And over the past few years, she's noticed herself with the younger people on her team actually pulling back and maybe not mentoring. Yeah. 
because she felt intimidated by technology. Think about this, and this is the last thing I'll say. Because all of you have more life experience and have seen technology evolve longer than I have and understood it from a different perspective, you all could be more educated in technology than I, than I am. I disagree. You could, and I, I see I see Ravi also shaking their head because don't count yourself out because I'm not on TikTok, and I I would I would love somebody to walk me through TikTok. I know TikTok is very simple, but right. um, reverse mentoring could also be a valuable proposition where the older generation is learning from the newer generation, and then again. The newer generation is learning from each other. I Which, I just love mentoring. Period. Uh, totally, That's it. Totally. But what I but what I mean by what I just said mm -hmm. is that you you all understand technology from a different perspective than I do. Yeah. So if mm -hmm. you were to go on TikTok or if you had if you if there were this you know reverse mentorship is a beautiful thing. I think of it as friendorship. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. think of it as the best mentors are friends and the best yeah. mentorships are really friendships. Yeah. And if we come together like we are today and we have these more intimate relationships, friendorships, I think that everyone will benefit so much. I love that. I see Faith and also Piero seeing there shaking. Yes, yes, yes. So let, let me go to Faith. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you, Danielle, for your resilience and for sharing mm -hmm. your personal yeah. story here. Now, in you know the society that I grew up in, a learning culture is actually deeply entrenched in our way of living and being. And this has served me positively in many ways. But what I really want to underline today is the powerful realization I had a few years ago that my pursuit for continuous self-development was actually driven by a sense of survival and the need for mm -hmm. validation. And while I'm so grateful that self-development was very much ingrained in me from a young age. The process is just so much more enriching and joyful when you come from a place of true purpose and intent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it was not for this realization, I would probably have um, achieved my MBA instead of a professional certification in coaching. Yeah. And there is, of course, nothing wrong in having an MBA, but I would not be happier. And... This just brings me to my point. So important to find your purpose, your why, and the Japanese would say, find your ikigai, going yes. back to your values, um, your strengths, the things that you enjoy, and yeah, revisiting that from time to time to see how aligned are you with that? Are you living on purpose or are you living somebody else's dream or what society has conditioned in you and in all of us? Um, yeah, so that's my uh, personal top tip. Yes, and also what you mentioned as last, what society has driven. I come from a background where my, my parents are Ghanaian, African parents, where I only had a few options. <laughs> Doctor, something in law, and something else which I forgot. And um, I did neither. I started out to maybe become an accountant it wasn't can you imagine me being an accountant i'm too bubbly to work with figures and stuff and i'm not i'm not discrediting the amazing accountants that are there but i realized that i was living my parents dream and until i became my own until i found out what what my mission is and what i want to do and how i want to engage with people that's how I landed my, I created my own role, right? I crafted my own job to become myself. So if there is a job out there, if the job isn't out there, know that you can create your own job or know that you can combine two jobs in one, whatever makes you happy. That's what you, where you need to go. That's where you need to reside and also go to places where you are celebrated. Piero. I think what Danielle has just shared with us, it fits into mm -hmm. what I wanted to share. So for me, yeah. you know, we have something to say about self-development. For me, there is one, one quote that says, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. 
in the expert's mind, there are few. Mm. And that's for me, when the, the best tip is we should approach self-development uh, with a beginner's mind. Yeah. We need to be open to all the possibilities to explore. And, and this is the second tip, to be curious. Yeah. No? Um, and I'm going to explore further, but the curiosity, for instance, Daniel, why today I'm digital able to do many things is because my curiosity has taken me to explore. So I, I do some mentoring in the metaverse. Why do uh, working with companies in, in different platforms? Only because this is something I like to do because I want to explore and I want to show people different angles of our reality, whatever is a virtual or, or, or real. And this, that curiosity for me is the key aspect for our development. No? And, and the biggest tip I could give to somebody is don't try to self-develop in skills that you need for your job only. I will go even beyond that. For me, it's very important that I try to develop something that I don't have or something yeah. that I don't know if it's going to work in my current job or not. Because then I'm like amplifying who I am. And the more that I gain as skills or, or activities or I play, whatever it is, it gives me a different mentality to approach my life and my work. So self-development should be like as wide as an anarchist as possible and not only with one line. I want to be this, I'm going here. Um, and that's something I have done by, by coincidence, uh, probably not enough as I, I wish, um, but I try to do more and more. Let's go all the time off the road. What happened here? Oh, explore the one. And today where many, many courses, many things are free online, there is no excuse anymore to, to try something. So that's that's my, my way of thinking. That's amazing. That's amazing. Daniela is asking if she could share the quote. Of course. I, I mean, of course. That's The more people know about it, the better. And also about what I hear is intersectionality in our skills, in the way that we need to develop ourselves where, uh, let's say, I started out in business economics. Look at where I am right now. I am dealing with people, economics, basically people, their hearts, to create a, to help create an environment where everybody can thrive. And to put it in the words of the kitchen, we need to co-create the ideal temperature so that everybody feels included in the workplace and so that everybody can be themselves and I can definitely agree. I definitely agree with what everybody shared, but also with what Piero shared right now, that if you are a person that works for marketing, look outside of the scope for marketing to amplify who you are, what you want to, and where you want to be right now. So, which brings me to, I think, I assume it's our last question, but I did not prepare this question with you. I'm, I'm going to throw this curveball towards you. What would you say to your younger self, Ivy, 10 years ago when it comes to self-development? What's the, the thing that the younger Ivy had to know then? Yeah, so I, I just love what Piero just shared. I think also mm -hmm. in the same line about um, self-development. So I mentioned about the goal. I think I should have known earlier that the goal is not the destinational. It's a directional mm -hmm. and use our curiosity as the compass. If we are crossing the river or if we are walking the jungle, we don't know yeah. exactly where our next step is. So that would be something I would say to my younger self, be, be brave, would be, uh, yeah, just, just have fun. And that's the curiosity mm -hmm. to guide you. And mm -hmm. looking back, I've been through, so I started with the computer science. So I had the background in the programming. And then mm -hmm. moving to business, MBA or merger acquisitions with private equities. And then now I'm uh, empowering people. That's where my heart is now with. Um, so I just say to my younger self that, yes, the world is so beautiful and uh, you can make it beautiful and dare to lead, dare to dream. Thank you. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Faith. I would say to my younger self that I am enough and mm. I have a powerful voice. I 
and empowered to use my voice to express what I think, what I feel, and to yeah make my own own choices and not um, grapple with the shame or the guilt that I feel when I'm doing something that is perhaps not in line with society or with what my family or colleagues or friends um, believe I should be doing because it's my life and I know yeah. best what it is that I want. I love that. It almost makes me cry from the inside because it, it reminds me of um, Faith and Ivy. I think you have seen me in person where a lot of people don't know because I'm sitting behind my desk, but I'm one meter 86. And you may assume because of my hair and the way that I approach people that I'm an extrovert, but I'm an intro. And for me to be able to sit here and not only amplify my voice, but the voice of other people, that's something that I could not imagine 10 years ago. So what I would say to myself then is be the change that you wish to see and hear and also be that amplifier that is needed in the world right now. I wish that I had known what I know now, but then again, it also brings me the opportunity to be here and hopefully somebody hears this so that they can say this to themselves that be the change that you wish to see and if that means that you have to stand up and speak up do that do that find a community find people find you know watch uh watch public speakers who are sharing their talks on TED TEDx for instance do something because <laughs> I will never show my first public speaking video but when I'm looking back I am totally ashamed and nobody's going to know so that's it <laughs> Thank you. Danielle. I love all of this. I'm just taking it in because <laughs> it's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm part of the target audience for, mm -hmm. for all of this. Um, I think if I were to tell my younger self something, it's to trust my intuition yeah to doubt myself less yeah and um was it an intuition or was it a some kind of spider sense or your gut yeah i mean gut spidey sense intuition mm -hmm. kind of same thing but i think tuning into the like, t I think like part of it is just kind of enjoying the journey as it mm -hmm. goes. Yeah. And as you enjoy the journey, really appreciate it and express that in whatever way fits who you are. So I'm a writer. I also podcast for a long time. I didn't share anything. Yeah. And it was because when I was younger, writing was my weakness, reading comprehension, writing my weakness. Um, and as soon as I leaned into it a little bit more, you know, the right people heard it and are now part of my life. So, mm -hmm. and now all of you are as well. So I'm very, I'm very a weakness. A weakness is also a muscle that can be trained, right? Isn't it also for us to be to be so harsh towards ourselves saying that that's weak while mm -hmm. it's a muscle that it's not on it's not it's a muscle that is untrained. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Rabia. Oh, so much to share after listening <laughs> to all, to all really so much so much to share. Um, Danielle, thank you for sharing your vulnerable story. I think many will resonate. My daughter was mm -hmm. like you, also graduated uh, around the time of the pandemic, and it took her a year to find work. So, yeah, I mean, many people will resonate with the story. And another thing that uh, Piero said, and I would want to emphasize as well, is I see self-development as a continuous process. I am 60, and I'm still self-developing. You know, 
we can be mentors, but we are also needing mentors because we're always learning something new and developing. When the pandemic hit, I had no idea what Zoom was. I thought Zoom is something you bring closer. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to set the, develop very quickly to yeah. use such a, such a platform. And then, you know, Vivian, you said something like a while back, you wouldn't do what you're doing now. Yeah. I, I would never have agreed to appear on a show like that because I was so scared of being visible. You know, I would tell my younger self, like Faith had said, you are enough because having faced discrimination and racism as a child, I didn't want to be visible. You know, the message yeah. to me was like, I'm not enough. I'm not good looking. Yeah. I'm not nice, etc." So I just wanted to be in the background. I would never have dared to be on the show, on this this panel, you know, and, and talk uh, in front of, I don't know how many followers you have, Vivian. I don't want to think about I have a it. Lot. I have a lot. I have a lot of people, but when I hear you all talk right now yeah. and see where you are at, I am smiling like Joker style smile here and see how much all of you have grown. Some of you I know a little bit longer, some of you shorter, but to hear all these questions, these things that you would say to your younger self, you don't know half of how much you're healing yourself, but also you never know whose heart you are touching at the moment right now. And I am going emotional mode, but I'm so grateful for you all sharing this because it's really touching for me personally as well. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the space to feel and to reflect yeah. like this. I'm, I've gotten almost emotional a few times. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's, that's <laughs> about humanizing the workplace that we can, we are allowed to bring all our emotions in. And I'm, I'm going to hand over the mic to Piero before I <laughs> need some more <laughs> tissues. So Piero, go on. <laughs> Um, to my younger self, I would say, keep being a non-conformist, because that's exactly what took me in all the roads that I have been taking, because I don't want to be conforming the status quo. No? And, and it's, it's, it's not the, the moment to share everything, but I move from different environments, because as soon as I feel it, I need to do something else. This is being comfortable, let's move. And I will say, keep doing it. Keep doing it. And despite all the social pressure, just keep doing what you are doing. You know? and, and probably today, that I'm a father of two teenagers, is, is the moment that I need to be more... Um, how can I accompany the journeys? Yeah. And it's their journey. And it's not anything I want or I don't want. And how can I be so flexible and so open as I life, as I live my life, for them to live their life, you know? and one of them yeah. is listening to me here, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> that's that's a big challenge for me yeah. because, like, when it's yourself, it's okay, but now I have to be coherent into what I say and how do I put in practice and put in practice with my. You my have family. to walk the talk because the kids are watching, and that's exactly. also one of the and, reasons why. And I'm learning why... from them, and I'm learning yeah. from them, and that's the most yeah. important. Not having. Uh, yeah sons and, and daughters that are from this century with everything yeah. what is happening. So part of my evolution and my self-development in who I am today as a more sensible person, more uh, inclusive and so on, because they are challenging me all the time because they are yeah. pushing me also to be better human being. And, and, that, and that's what Rabia was saying. Yeah. I'm in constant development, self-development, learning yeah. all the time. For those who are around kids, um, teachers or mentors or whatever, or you have your own child. I mean, my child is, besides from reaching the annoying age where I am getting my own mirror, you know, back, he has his moments where he does this Yodaism and shares, you know, something that really makes me stop and think like I should know better or I should challenge other people to do better and to step up better so all all of this it's because of Orlando it's because of him that I'm doing this and because of him that I'm putting this out there because I have a, I'm selfish 
I want the world at the time that he reaches the workplace, I want the world to be more inclusive, to be more ready, more ready than I was, I had during my space, my time. So that's me. And I am going to ask one final question and you have only three words. If you use more words than three words, you're out. So what words would you use for today's session? And I'll start with faith. Three words, Max. Whole person. Mm, love that. Danielle. Human vulnerability. Mm. Ivy. Celebrate emotions. Fabia. Authentic, vulnerable, strong. Piero. Emotional agility. Mm. And I would say empathy, leadership, and reflect. Reflective? I think re reflective. Yeah. Thank you all for being amazing. And I am so grateful for you all having this conversation. Know that within a few months time, I will definitely highlight this conversation in a blog. And for all the people that are watching or watching the replay or listening to the replay, think about your own journey. Where are you? What are you doing now when it comes to self-development? And what is your biggest takeaway from this conversation? Let us know because we are eager to find out if maybe one of the speakers uh, touched your heart and that you are activating upon because this conversation is not only for us, it's also for you to amplify your self-development. So thank you all. And until next time. And speakers, thank please stay on. I'm not saying goodbye yet, but please stay on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ending the show now. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.